I have got one question. Is James Bell a member of the Sticky Bandits? Keith and Dave talk all things rugby league on the Dockhouse Rugby Show with news, match reviews and special guests from the world of rugby league. Also available in audio format as the Dockhouse Rugby Pod. Welcome to the Dockhouse Rugby Show. This this episode is a special as we look forward to 2023. We couldn't have a special without some special guests and we're delighted to share this occasion with some fantastic people. In no particular order, we've got Ian Smith, former referee, Mark Dunning, Bradford Bulls head coach, James Bell, Scotland international and Saints player, and Nick Breyer of Teardrops, along with my co-host, Keith Highland. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, we're going to have a fun quiz to start the year, but before we get into that, and to extend a warm welcome, I'm going to ask you all a few questions to help introduce you to the viewers and the listeners. So, yeah, in no particular order. Mark, we'll start with you if you don't mind. Your head coach, one of the most famous rugby league clubs in the country, a rich history, an epic stadium. Sadly, been out the top flight more recently, but still, still very much a, a giant of the game. How's the off season been going, Mark? Yeah, it's been going really well, Dave. To be honest, uh, you know we've had a we've had a big turnover of players, and uh, sixteen left the the group, and and we've brought around 13, 14 new new faces in. So it's a big job. Gelling all the boys together, but uh, but no, it's going really well, and uh, and we're, you know we're really comfortable where we're at at the moment. So. That's excellent. Yeah, it can be a bit of a task when you get a lot of new players in trying to gel and get used to each other, but it can also bring a lot of new energy and new focus. So hopefully that gives you uh, an extra spur for this coming season. Um, when's your first games coming up, Mark? You got some? Uh, we wanted to do a boxing day, but uh, but yeah, that that went by the wayside. So we're uh, with the fifteenth of uh, of January. We play Dewsbury at, uh, at Dewsbury, and then we've got um, Huddersfield and uh, and Leeds Rhinos before the season starts. Early time. Brilliant. Well, there's some tough games then to get you uh, match ready for the season. We'll certainly look out uh, for those and and the very best of luck Thank with you, those. Um, so just before we move on though, you were involved in the World Cup. Um, how was your experience in that? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, not, not so much the results, but uh, other than results, you know, uh, worked with some absolute quality people and, and uh, you know, really enjoyed the experience of, uh, of being in a home World Cup and there's a lad in the bottom corner there as we look now. Uh, you know, people people like Belly and uh, you know some of the some of the guys I got to work with. It was uh, it was a really really good experience and something I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really enjoyed the tournament. Me and Keith uh, spoke about it many times, and we were really enjoying it. Watching a lot of different players play with against different teams and, and different uh, matchups that you get in the World Cup, and it it was brilliant. We we thought we really enjoyed the games and. Uh, yeah, it was a tough uh, results-wise, but um, a lot of the players really stood up for Scotland, which uh, we particularly enjoyed. Um, so, moving on to Ian. Um, Ian, you've kept yourself really busy since finishing refereeing. How has your last 12 months been? Uh, yeah, with obviously with the charity State of Mind Sport that I do a lot of work for, uh, just been really busy. I think we it's one of them things where because we're a mental health charity, we don't really want to be busy because we want everybody to be in great mental fitness and shit, you know, that way. But unfortunately, the way the world these days is that, you know, there's still quite a lot of, of anxiety around. So, you know, our, our skills and, and presentation uh, are needed. So, uh, but yeah, I get to it with Jimmy Gittins. Uh, we, we did a presentation to the Scotland boys, which was fantastic. You know, they made us really welcome. Uh 
So that that was brilliant up in Newcastle, I think it was, um, before the tournament started. So, yeah, I get to travel around and meet some amazing people and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be the same in 2023 because uh, we, we've got a busy few months ahead of us. So, uh, but I've just, I was lucky enough, uh, I've just come back from Mexico. Uh, I went to uh, Velarta on the Pacific coast of Mexico for nice. two weeks just to have a nice break and it was, it was warm. Oh, it was wonderful. So, yeah. Uh, I just missed that big cold snap that, that we had. So I haven't seen any of the snow yet. So that was fantastic. So on, ho- hopefully we won't get the beast oh, from you yeah. like we did a few years ago. So uh, no, I just, yeah. just really looking forward to uh, this, the, the tournament starting, you know, Super League and Championship and League One and getting some rugby league back on, on telly and on the radio and watching live games. So, you know, really looking forward to, to the new season starting. Yeah, I think it's quite an exciting season coming up, uh, a big one for Rugby League, and yeah, we're the same. I follow you quite a lot on social media, Ian, and see a lot of the fantastic work that you do, so I'd recommend anyone tunes in, follows you on social media, and has a look at some of that great work that you do. I appreciate Um, that, thank you. No problem, no problem. Uh, James, uh, 2022 was a little stop-start at times, but you ended up... On an absolute high when you when you were playing for Scotland, you had some fantastic um, performances for Scotland. How proud were you representing your heritage of, in Scotland? Now it was really cool, bro. Like um, I've always said, you know, any chance I get to put on a Scottish jump, I'll, I'll jump to it any time. You know, um, yeah, and it was like a slow start to the campaign for us, but we kind of started building towards the back end, and you know, we put in a pretty proud performance against a strong Fiji team and um, you know a lot going on sort of that week leading up to that game I think you know Dunners and Beats kind of took charge of um, Grash you know kind of them all just working together um, you know Dunners with his uh, pre-game speeches got the boys amped up like he always does so now it was a good feeling into that game and I thought you know with Fergie our captain that being his last game I think thought the boys done him proud yeah yeah, uh, some things like that can be extra inspiring if you know it's someone's uh, uh, last game in that jersey, and when you, you're thinking about your heritage, and you, you know, it's uh, it's a very proud uh, country, Scotland. So it's great to see you go out well in, uh, particularly in that final game when everyone stood up and gave it a real good yeah. goal. It was great. It was great to watch, and hopefully everyone's all the better for the experience. It helps promote the game and. Everyone's got some more international caps under the belt, so so well done. You managed to get back home for a, for a little while there, just in the off-season. I bet that was nice to spend time with uh, family. Oh, no, that was cool. It was um, a much-needed trip, you know. Um, 2022 was a bit of an up-and-down rollercoaster for me, personally. You know, being on, on and off the field, you know, not getting um, much game time, but I just, I guess I need that mental break to really get home, and it was good, good to spend time with the family and get a bit of sunshine while I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's refreshed now and back here ripping into preseason. So yeah, no, I feel really good now. Oh, that's good. Uh, so you and Ian have been enjoying some sunshine while the rest of us have been uh, worrying about our heating bills. <laughs> no, I've been living in James's house. His heating bills gonna be massive. <laughs> I've just sucked into his gas. I'm all right. He's, <laughs> I've had needs you know, all the time he's been away. <laughs> I was wondering if there's smellers um, in the house, Keith. 
Yeah, that was me. Uh, it's my socks. I've left a pair of socks, I think, and a pair of underpants. Yeah. He's le- left his washing in the uh, dryer there, if you don't mind, putting it to one side. Yeah, yeah. I think I often think that with, with sports people, um, that you need that emotional and mental break. It's not just the, the break physically. Uh, many professional sports people continue training through off-seasons and, and, and downtime, and uh, I think it's often the mental break away from the game and, and seeing family and getting away from that that really helps. Um, yeah. I'm sure Ian knows a little bit about that with some of the work that, that he does. So, yeah, nice to hear that you've had that, that break and we're looking forward to you uh, having a fantastic 2023. Uh, Nick, um, uh, if I can introduce you, you do some work with a, a, a local charity, Teardrop. Do you want to tell us a, a little bit about that, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I work, uh, well, I, I run Teardrops and the general manager. We're, uh, we're based in St. Helens in the Lois building, if any of you guys. I know Keith was, uh, I think Keith. Me and Dave, me, me, to be honest, didn't you, man? It's an old nightclub, yeah. <laughs> he was there with Cindy's and then Cinders. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now we, so we're like a, a homeless vulnerable charity. We started out as a homeless charity. Back in 2016, sort of feeding people on the streets, you know, with uh, butties and, and cups of coffee. And they were with my colleagues, Denise and Shawnee. Shawnee's the founder. She's only just turned 30. And Denise is a mum. And they're, they're a massive, fantastic partnership. And, and they sort of got together and we went out. And from there, we've spawned into six years later. We've got a place of our own. We, we cook over 5,000 meals a year. Um, we give wow. out numerous food parcels. Um, we do a lot of work with the schools. Uh, I mean, we're a community charity now, really. That's, that's the main focus for us. Um, mm. Since the pandemic, things have got quite hard, and now the cost of living. So it, it's it's a 24-7 job, but to be fair, I don't think I could get a better job anywhere, to be to be honest. It's, it's what I love doing. I used to be a tool salesman, um, selling nuts and bolts and stuff, and I used to always think, well, I'm making someone else's wallet fat there and I'm not really getting anything out of it. And then the opportunity to volunteer came up and and then I managed to get a job and and, and I'm paid for doing something that every day I get something out of. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm quite lucky. I feel esteemed in that, like I feel in esteemed company here, you know what I mean, with uh, someone who plays for my, my favourite team, a referee who I actually admire. Thank you. be honest, Ian, I thought you was really good. And, and and a head coach of, of probably, for me as a Saints fan, one of the biggest rivals we had when I was really watching rugby league in sort of like the 80s and 90s. So it's uh, it's it, it's really good. And then there's Keith, the, the Russian sort of uh, <laughs> pop it, you know. Yeah. I, I just want to know, does James do a good Scottish accent as good as Keith's Russian accent? <laughs> you know, we're talking heritage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, I keep thinking, um, I, I'm going to keep well in with James because I think he's got, um, you know, the Bell's whiskey. I think there must oh, be something there in, in the history and he might be coming into a, a fortune there, a whiskey fortune, James. <laughs> you might check your family history. You might be worth a few quid. Oh, jeez. Yeah, can really use that after that Christmas. <laughs> Certainly. Well, well, no, it's it's fantastic for you to join us, Nick, and, and hopefully raise profile for good charities like that, you know, and raise awareness. So it's great, uh, great work that you do. So thanks very much for uh, helping and supporting uh, that that local charity. You always give me a shout out. And um, you're always, you know, there to help us. And that, that's a really big thing, you know, no matter what sort of media coverage we get. Everyone says, you know, any media's 
you know, is good media. But uh, for us, to for people to know that we're there and anybody can come and, and have help off us, there's no judgment or anything like that, support from you guys and, and anyone in the community is, is brilliant. It's out. Word of mouth is better than, than anything for us, you know. Yeah. So, Brilliant, excellent. That, that's Thanks, what we Nick. that's what we try and do. I mean, we just try and give back uh, as best we can, really. And by you know championing what the work that you and the guys do at Teardrops, which is fantastic. Um, I've you know I've, I've been down. I've visited you there, Nick. Um, I mean, me, me and Nick go back a long way. Anyway, we played rugby together as kids from a youth and grassroots level. But the work that Teardrops do, I mean, I'm going to drop a uh, a link to a, a little promo video for them in the description. So please do check it out. Look at the work that they do because it isn't just the homeless that they help. They also provide food for the school banks, for the schools and toys at Christmas for children. And the work that they do is just, it's tireless, it's endless. And, you know, they need all the praise and all the help and all the support that they can get. So I, us as, as a rugby show, if we can just shout you out at the end of a show, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a small part in, in, in a big cog for you guys that, you know, we can get you, get you out there, get the word out there and get more people supporting the charity. Thanks. Well, definitely. Yeah. Here, here. Um, and finally on to you, Keith, you had a massive, massive part in this world cup, didn't you? I don't know if uh, everyone knows, but Keith is an actor. That's his his chosen profession. And he was seen by thousands throughout this World Cup. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, back in back in sort of like the early part of the year and, and late last year, I filmed a, a TV commercial for Selco uh, promoting their the services. And then I got a phone call off my agent and said, they're going to use it, uh, but it's going to be at the World Cup and they're going to show it on the big screen. Are you going to be all right with that? I was like... Happy days. Happy days, yeah, absolutely. So it was shown at the World Cup, and I think it's doing another run on Sky Sports, so it'll be on for the, be on for the next 12 months. Um, so the drinks are on Keith this, this new year, because he's <laughs> raking it in with all this. I can get you uh, a free trade card from, from Selco, what's about it? <laughs> well, I, I got a couple of tickets to the game here at Saints, and uh, sat down, uh, I took... Uh, my wife Nicola, we sat down to watch the match, looked up, and I thought, I'm sure I can hear Keith's voice and uh, I can hear, feel his presence. Looked up, and there he is on the big screen. I thought, he's haunting me here because I didn't bring him to the match. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. That's I was like, was. wait, if you're not taking me, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, welcome, everyone, and thanks for that. And hopefully, there's, there's opportunities throughout just to uh, raise. Uh, awareness of certain charities and, and and talk about rugby league as well as we work through. There are a few rugby questions, but I've just got five quick questions to warm us all up. And this is around New Year. Now, the first one, there's a couple of guys going to have a massive advantage with this one. So what I'll do is I'll ask a question and then we'll just I'll sh- uh, ask everyone to share their answer in in uh, sort of I might go around clockwise. And then next time I'll ask someone else to answer first and then go round. So the first one is, what name do the Scots give to New Year's Eve? So that's, what name do the Scots give to New Year's Eve? Okay. Uh, what Keith has done is sent me a, a message direct so no one else can see his answer, but I've got Keith's answer. So you can either do that if you wish, you can... Type it in, but I'll I'll come round in a moment. I'll start with the non-Scottish um, guests who, who maybe uh, 
because they might have an advantage. So I'll start with you, Ian. Ian, what, what do you think that is? Is it Hogman, eh? It is. It very much is. Nick, what did you yeah. have? Yeah. Uh, I, to be fair, I'm not going to cheat. I had Hoot Nanny. Oh, Hoot Nanny. Hoot Nanny. Isn't that uh, Jules Holland's programme on yeah, television? Yeah. The Hoot Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, James? Yeah, and no, I had the same as Smithy. Mark? Yeah, I'm going to... All good, all good. It's a, I should have asked you to bring a pad and pen and note it down and you've had to flash it up. We're just going to have to rely on honesty. Good old-fashioned <laughs> honesty. That's what we're going to have to rely upon. Uh, so second, which band took New Year's Day to number 10? That's a song called New Year's Day to number 10 in the charts in 1983. Jeez. Now, Keith is a big music fan, so he should know this. I've answered. Have you sent it in already? Oh, you have, yeah. You have. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nick. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Well, you've just shown everyone, Nick. So <laughs> it might might be yeah, easy yeah. just to just to type it in or, or keep it until uh, show it as we ask. If um, if you're on the keyboard, Dave, it's easy to type in. Technically, Dave, I've got an unfair advantage because technically I'm a professional quiz quizier quizier quizzer quiz. Quizzer. What you do a lot of quizzes? You mean? Well, I won't, I, I won't tenable. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. 45 grand? Just you, Keith. Just you taking all the credit there, mate, yeah? No, no, it was a team of five. We were a team of five. And we worked well. <laughs> we did work well together. We tried out and practised. 45 grand between us. Very nice. When you're next on again, you're going to try and get on again? No, they probably won't have us back. We, we rinsed them. <laughs> Just give you harder questions. Yeah, but guess what sport I got, right? In, in my bio, and I'm going off topic here, but in my bio, I put, as, as my chosen topic, I put music between the 60s and 90s, music. And then he said, write a little bio about yourself. So I was like, all oh, right, uh, yeah, I like I like golf, I like walking, I like... I, I like watching rugby league. Uh, played it as a kid. Da, 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 da. So my chosen topic of questions was rugby league, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Get in!" I was warm <laughs> off a perfect ten, and it was Salford who let me down. What well, they let you down? Or you got the question wrong? No, I let Salford down completely. <laughs> Do you remember the question? It was the top ten, Lee, top ten clubs in the Super Leagues before the Super Eights. And some of that on 2016. I had to name the top yeah. 10 that year. Yeah. So you got them all right apart from Salford? Yeah, I got all care on Salford the wrong way around. Anyway. Has everyone answered? What was it was in fact you two. You two. I can't believe they go back that far. That's a long time ago, isn't it? The Joshua Tree, one of the earlier albums. Was it that album? The Joshua Tree? It was on. I didn't know it. You didn't know it? No. Uh, neither. I wasn't born. Most of them. one years old, I didn't have a clue. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I was born. <laughs> Me too. And I left school then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> Making us feel old here. Making us feel old. Um, on New Year's Day in 1914, so I don't think any of us remember this one. The world's first airline started operating within which American state? Now, we've all got a chance at this one. I doubt, I'd be surprised if someone knows it, knows it. 
in the American state. Yeah, yeah I've got a couple. Tape, so I'll have to show. So when everyone's typed, I'll show. Okay. I, I think uh, I don't know it. Oh. Oh. Even so do a little star. So you've yeah. gone. <laughs> So Ian has gone California, Keith has gone New York, Nick has gone Texas. James, have you got an answer? Um, not too sure. Illinois. Illinois, Mark? Um, no, it's a wild guess. Florida. Okay. Well, I think Illinois is in Tennessee, isn't it? Isn't Illinois? A oh, I'm not too Tennessee, sure. I think it's a state, but I'll let you have Tennessee. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't that. Mark was, in fact, right. Florida. Oh, well done, Mark. Ooh, yeah. Well done. I thought that was a bit bit strange, wouldn't it? You wouldn't expect Florida to be the first one. I, I would have gone probably New York, nice. like Keith being one of the, yeah. Probably, most, di- uh, probably the Disney influence. When did that open? I'm not sure. It's not on the quiz, that one. Don't know. Mm. <laughs> 1907, I think. Nineteen oh seven. Yeah. Oh, I, I only know that because I used to, as a kid, I used to have a bit of a mirror, and it, it had the trademark on the bottom of it. Oh, oh really? Nineteen oh seven. Yeah, it was a, it was a gift right. from my parents as a kid. Wow. Well, if it's a, if it's a tie break, we can. Um... Don't ask any questions <laughs> on Disneyland. Uh, this is another one, a couple more here from an American influence. A traditional New Year ball drop takes place at which New York City landmark? Has anyone been New York? No. Keith? No. Just Keith. So you're at an advantage again. Uh, Keith has sent it in. Oh. Good shout. Good shout. couple of good shouts. You guys got your answers? I like the way you went, oops. <laughs> okay, we got that. Thanks. James, um, you got an answer? Ian Paul State. Mark? No, I've absolutely no idea. If I'm no, idea. no idea. <laughs> so we got a couple, we got a couple of right. Nick and Keith are both right. It's Times Square. Times Square is a famous square in New York. It's um yeah, they have a, a traditional. Uh, it's a big thing, isn't it, in New York? The uh, the, uh, the New ball Year. drop. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves a ball drop. No, everyone's got a chance for this one. The final one, the just New Year's ones to give it a theme. On which day of the week was New Year's Eve in the year two thousand? <laughs> I was only very young. I don't remember it too well. <laughs> Let's bring it up in the year 2000. We all got an answer? I've, I've, I've got it. Okay. okay, Mark, have you got an idea? Yeah, well, I'm testing okay. math skills now. I've just counted back Sunday. Oh, oh. James? Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in Friday. We got Friday, Wednesday from Keith and Nick. What have you gone for? Saturday. Saturday. I think we've almost got every day of the week here. It was Mark's right again. It was a Sunday. Well done. Well done, Mark. Why in here, Mark? Danners. Mark. Bradford Bulls are doing really well on this quiz. (laughs) I didn't factor in leap years. (laughs) 
The next round, or the second round, is all about numbers. So it's a bit easier to run as a quiz in this mm. format because I'll give you uh, a question and you'll all select a number. It's the person who's the closest will get the mark. So yeah, Dunnis like has just admitted he's a really good mathematician. So this, this is oh, going to yeah. work in his favour again. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, I promise everyone I didn't set this up with Mark beforehand. Mm. He, doesn't, uh, he didn't realise this. What's the price for with him, Dave? Keith <laughs> uh, is going to share part yeah. of his tenable um, winnings. I know they're saying that belly up the winner. That went long ago. The missus, the missus spent that before it hit my bank. <laughs> I'll have to edit that bit out, though, obviously. Is Mark just good at adding up all the points against? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't talk. Too far, you can tell Saints have won four in a row. Get very confident. Very confident. So the first one, what is a life expectancy in the UK as of 2022 last year? It's a life expectancy. Of who? Of what? Of people, humans. Oh, in general. Us. <laughs> Next week, we can't live in. So we simply pick a number. We'll see who's the closest. So I've got Keith's and Ian's. James, have you got an idea? I'd go around maybe 68. 68? <laughs> <laughs> 68. I haven't got You're long left. You're going to die next year. Got to get my bucket list out quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember sweating here. That's my pension guts. <laughs> Yeah, I only get me pension at 67. I've got one good year. 68, me, I get mine. <laughs> Blimey. Mark? Oh, jeez. Uh, 74. 74. These are low here. Jeez. Um, Keith has gone 84. Ian, 76. Nick, you've gone 83. So the actual life expectancy is 80.9, so almost 81. So I think, Nick, were you the closest there? Nick was, oh, Nick was yeah, just beat me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've died a year after Nick. <laughs> I just did on the colour of your uh, beard there, Keith. That was all it was. Is that what it was? Yeah. Thanks. I've got to 83 there and thought you're still alive. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've factored this in because it's Christmas. I've been playing with Santa a lot, so I had to cultivate. Yeah. I think 84 is a bit ambitious. We need to get a bit healthier if we want to get that fact. We're more likely to hit James's estimation at the moment. <laughs> I, might, I might get to 84, but I'll have no idea who I am. <laughs> you won't know you're 84. No. Okay, the next one is uh, rugby-themed. And again, a couple of people here should have an advantage. How many games were played across the whole of the Rugby League World Cup 2022? Oh, so including all the games across wheelchair and uh, uh, the women's games, not all all the different games. Ooh. Oh, actually. So we'll start, um, Mark. Do you want to hazard a guess? Um, I think I know it. I think it was sixty-one. Okay, James. Yeah, sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? I've gone quite high. I went 93. Nick, 93. Still be on I, I went 64. Ian, 64. Keith, I, do you want to tell everyone what you've gone? Yeah, I, I just realised I got mixed up. I, I put the number of goals scored in the World Cup, as in the Football World Cup. 
Oh, I went really high. I put 172. 107. They'll still be playing now. <laughs> I, I went off goals in, in the Football World Cup because it was a question recently. And I still got that wrong because it was 179 was the actual answer of goals scored in the World Cup. Well, if that had been the question, Keith, you'd have got the points. But as it wasn't, <laughs> it was about the Rugby League World Cup. It was 61. So, Mark, again, you're absolutely spot Dennis. on. Flying. Yeah. No, oh, absolute mathematician. Anyone think yeah. he worked the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely flying. Yeah, I, I expected the number to be higher. I don't know why, but I did. seems to be a lot of rugby, but I think it's probably because we try to take all of those games in and watch as many of them as we can. So it was really entertaining. That was uh, it. I, wa- I watched I watched a few games on repeat, so I have actually watched 172 games. Ah, right. You were thinking how many games have you watched? You've watched yeah. some of them four or five times. That's it. Right, okay. Still got the score. Got you. got you. So the next one is, still staying with the World Cup, how many nations were represented in the World Cup 2022? Us all three. Yeah, how many nations across the whole World Cup? So, is that your answer again, Keith? 172, or are you still yeah, on the yeah. last one? <laughs> still on the last one. I've just sent you my latest one. Okay, I got Paul those. Hard, Paul Hardcastle. Oh, yeah, there's a another music link. So, Nick, have you got yours? What have you gone for? 22. James I'm going 19 you got 19 Mark Billy brother <laughs> 17 17 it's actually 20 20 so I think that's shared then is it Nick and uh, Keith share the points there well no me and James both said 19 uh, and I said 21 I said 22 so alright so the, so the, the there's a mark then each for Ian, Keith, and James. Yeah. Yeah. Ian won. Go oh, on, the lads. <laughs> Wanna guess. It's my first one, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> so how many teams are in super leagues? Super leagues. Mm. This year. See what you did there, Dave. Mm. Mm. Ah. I'm not gonna give you any more on that. Other than how many teams are in Super Leagues? I'm confused. <laughs> Cross all sports in the world, to guess. I can't clarify the question, I'm afraid. Uh, he can, but he won't. Not, not till the end. 172. So we're going uh, with Keith has gone for I'm going to jot these down 56 Ian has gone for 20 is that 20 yeah yeah I thought you just meant Super League and Women's Super League Nick that's what I was kind of like with Ian 22 Keith has gone for 56 James I just went with 12. <laughs> You're sticking with 12, Mark? I had 26. 26. You, you were really right there, Keith, to, to know there was a uh, bit of a red herring in the way I pronounced it, Super Leagues. There's more than one Super League in uh, um, 
across sports, isn't there? There's the, I think it's the women's football and there's a netball league as well, which is called Super League. The the, the, the Netherlands Netball League. <laughs> the answer is actually that. 34 different teams what? across those different leagues. So you're right, it was a trick question, mm-hmm. but hopefully on topic because it's something that's come on, up on with IMG, isn't it, around the naming of Rugby League's top top league. Should should we continue with the name Super League? I'll throw that out there. No. 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 Division 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, etc. You want to go for a simple numbering system, Nick? We can I go ABC, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, but really right. Given it's IMG and what they did like with the ping pong and, and the UFC and all that, I think they'll try and EFC it, like you or ERL it, it, European Rugby League, it, like me and David discussed previously, or yeah, BRL British Rugby League. Yeah, someone mentioned about uh, NRL, you know, obviously that's the biggest, biggest comp in our sport, isn't it? And there, there was mention of NRL E. So mm. an hour Europe. I like that. Yeah, I like it. You're right. Back of the the biggest comp in the in the world, um, but branding it with with the European. Mm. Whether it comes off or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, thing is, um, for me that when when you're searching NRL and before you get to the E, everything from the NRL is going to come up straight away, isn't it? Well, maybe if we get a similar name, more people do a search for NRL if it brings up both, because I think you can pay on the search engines, can't you, to have it. Higher up on on the search engine, so there might be a might have to pay a fee for that. But I, I'm I'm a big fan of changing the name. I think Super League. I liked it at first. I think it's been brilliant, but I think over the time period, it's kind of lost its way a little bit. And I think possibly a rebrand would be a good way to to kickstart the sport again, or certainly hope hopefully uh, regenerate some interest. Branding's so big in in sports and and in advertising now it's all about everything's branded branding have a nice little catchy logo to go go with it like you say Keith UFC you know people don't say cage fighting or kickboxing they just say the ultimate UFC. fighting championship yeah uh, you know it, it's a great way to to promote the sport so yeah I'm certainly in favour of it and be interesting to see what they come up with but I like that idea Mark I hope they uh, investigate that and see if that's a goer yeah I think one of the trade papers a week or two ago, it's it's just an idea that's been tossed about. I think, and you know, it's yeah. got it's got some uh, some mileage in it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. As long as they don't think we're a poor offshoot of NRL, almost like they own this little yeah. bit of Europe, you know. So we're almost like a smaller franchise of the big, yeah, beast that is the NRL. Again, you know, you get people saying, "Well, we're just copying the NRL." And, that's the yeah. downside to everything into it. Yeah. I think there's always someone going to criticise. It seems um, particularly, well, with social media now, it's so easy to criticise it. Whatever decision is made, someone will find fault with it. We've just got to hopefully look at the bigger picture and look at the long term and what's what's the benefit for everyone uh, across the leagues to bring more eyes to it, to bring hopefully more investment into it and if a name change like NRL, and you're right, Ian, there's a there's a risk. I think that you do look like a, a little bit of the the poorer relative. But if that's so big anyway, it might help in some ways. We may be able to uh, piggyback on that term a little bit, which may help. It's um, 
it, it it's worthy of a discussion. I'm not sure about if you've got any opinions, James. That normally when you speak to players, that you know, particularly when during the career, they just want to play the game. They couldn't care less what it's called. Give it whatever title you want. Just give me a rugby ball and let me play the game. Is that how you see it? Yeah, probably. Um, I haven't thought about it too much to be fair, but just like you say, just I'm just a player. I think, and I'm a fan as well. So I think yeah. change is probably exciting, if anything. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the players are behind it as well because that, that gives it a bit more backing, a bit more momentum. Mm. So, yeah, it's certainly good to hear. So, um, oh, you won't believe this next question. It's um, it's already come up in discussion. I did. I forgot to put this one in. Um, the, the ages that you get your state pension in England. Right. Oh, yeah, it does change. Because it's changed for me. But, um, so the, the clues in the question the ages. How's it work with, with players, James? Do you, do you contribute, and therefore would you be entitled to some um, state pension if you if you pay national insurance statements? I'm not sure how it yeah, works. You do, you do, but um. For most of us foreign players, I don't think we we bother too much because obviously we're only going to be here for a few years and then we'll shoot back home for the next, I don't know, 50 years before we can yeah. try to do anything. The amount you put in the port is so small, it's barely yeah. worth I th- it. I think yeah. the qualifying criteria, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody probably will, but I think you've got to have paid in for it like at least 10 years for it to be viable. Okay, so we've got Ian's gone 65 to 68. He's gone 65, but traditionally 60 for women, and but for me, 70. Yours is 70. Yeah, my, my pension, I think my pension oh. age for my age group, Wait. they did a sliding bracket, didn't they? But 60 for women, 65 for men is the traditional age of retirement. Um, but I think depending on when you're born, they moved another thing. So I think it's 70 for me and you, Dave. I've 68 for me, but it's 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 not 60 for women anymore. Uh, my sister's no. in that, that thing where they've they've moved her now to 66. Right. So it's uh, it's all changed. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're all right, we all get points because nobody knows. Well <laughs> when I look this up officially at this moment in time, it's either 66, 67, or 68, depending on your current age. But it is likely to change. Who was closest, sir? I think uh, Ian and Nick were they? Oh, I didn't come to James and Mark, did I? Sorry. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. no. um, and I've already given the answer away. So it'd be unfair <laughs> to give points to this if I've given everyone the answer before I've given everyone the opportunity. Well, you're lucky, Keith, because you've gone 60, 65, and 70. Yeah, I'm just covered on the base. One of those was right. No. <laughs> I, Ian and Nick were closest, but not not quite right. Not quite so right. we're back onto some rugby questions now. This is an interesting one. I thought so anyway. For the Wigan fans, how many games did Brett Kenny play for Wigan? Ooh, good question. How many seasons did he do? I want to do that. Could be wrong. Okay, I can start with Mark. Any idea, Mark? 
Uh, so stab it dark. I'm going to go 30. 30. James? I'd go 70. 70. <laughs> what did you hold up there, Nick? Sorry? 85. But you know what I mean? I was only young. 85. I did 75. Ian's gone 75. Keith, you went... 34. 34. Well, in fact, Mark's the closest again. 25. No Wow. Only 25. We tend to think of the imports back in the 80s, uh, you know, because they were such big superstars that they probably got a lot of games under the belt. But because we had the winter season then, if you remember, they only came over for short periods in, in the off-season. It was their off-season to come over, play a few games, earn a few quid and go back. So didn't actually play many games at all. So I think, uh, yeah, Mark, you've got another point. You're flying here, mate. Well done, Mark. Yeah. Good guess that I can't claim that one. This is a good <laughs> omen for Bradford Bulls. This. this means you're going to have a good season, definitely. You started, <laughs> the momentum started already. Yeah, just 25. And I think uh, Mal Meninga, he didn't have so many either, did he? I'm just checking that there's no question about Mal Meninga before I give the we'll answer. Give the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was too many either. So the next one is another Australian import, but for St. Helens this time. I don't know if you remember this one, Nick. Michael O'Connor played more yeah. or fewer games for Saints than Brett Kenny. Wow. More games or fewer games? He was a big lad, him. Winger, flyer. But he didn't... Mm. He, he, you know, it's, it might be a different Michael O'Connor. He was a goal-kicking sort of centre. Centre, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Quite tallish, wasn't he? Yeah. Long, long, that. Longer. That, that Michael O'Connor. I don't care, longer. No, he played. Uh, he was outstanding for Australia. Uh, he didn't do too great when he came over for St. Helens. Didn't settle too well. Ended up playing on the wing, I think, in the, wing, the 91 yeah. Chance Cup final. Some yeah. Saints fans will put us right on that. Bill Beavers at centre. Mixed it all around. Dangers on the wings. So, um, we've got Nick. What have you gone for? You've gone for fewer. James? I'll go for more. More? Mark? Um, I think you've just given us a clue and said it didn't settle very well, so I'm going to go lower. <laughs> and Keith's gone lower as well. You're right. It, what, the, he only played 18 matches. I was going to say 19, but yeah, I remember, I think he only had like one season with us. Yeah, just one one brief off-season. Just 18 games. Just 18 games. So that's everyone. Sorry here, James. Everyone, everyone got a point but yourself. <laughs> well, you might have a chance with this one. I don't know if you're a cricket fan. Just to change it up a little bit. How many test wickets has Jimmy Anderson taken? The cricket fans. So, well, Keith's not a cricket fan, obviously. He's just typed his answer. <laughs> I have no idea when it comes to cricket. I love cricket and I'm not quite sure how many. I think I'm in the ballpark. Okay, I'll try not to say. So, uh, Nick, would you like to hazard a guess? I've, I've kind of gone about that many. I can't quite see that. 1,100. <laughs> <laughs> I think Muller oh, and only got 800. Sorry, did you say a test? <laughs> oh, Mark? 
It all's off. I thought you said all his wickets. Uh, 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 six fifty-ish. Okay, six fifty. James, say three fifty. Three fifty. No idea, me. Ian's gone six seven one. Better my answer, James. <laughs> Keith's gone seventy-eight. I just thought he was really rubbish. <laughs> it's six seven five Ooh, at this point in time. So Ian was just four away. So Ian's got wow. that one. Yeah, well done. And then you can have a bonus five points here. This is where you can come back, James. If you can tell me who was number one when he made his debut. It's a shot in the dark. Who was what? Number no. one in the charts. Oh, in the charts. When he made his debut. Do we know what year what, what he made year? his debut? It, I think it was 19 years ago, about 19 years ago. So what would that be about? 2003, 2004, I think it was, yeah. Go, go give away, a I think they're in jail now. It was an American rapper, I think he's... Oh, Vanilla Rice. Ice, Ice, Baby. Dun, 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 dun. Say Vanilla Rice, James, go for it. No, it wasn't that. No. <laughs> I could have told you it wasn't that when you started, but I thought I'd let you oh, finish your rap first. Oh, oh. I hope I'm right with this clue because I could be wrong with a the clue. They might not be in jail. Might be an upstanding uh, Millie, Millie member of society. Millie no. Vanilli, no. No, uh, it was R. Kelly. Oh, Am I right, man. aren't they? You can't even mix his name, Dave. Well, we'll move it on then. Back to a rugby league question. What year did Australia first tour England to play rugby league? What year? I'm changing my answer. There you go. Oh, you've ch- okay. You sure you want to change it, mate? Oh, no. <laughs> Well, so, if, I'm, if I'm right, just read one of them out. Okay, have you got yours, Nick? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of around that. 1912. Okay, James, what are you going for? My guess was um 72. <laughs> Good year, though. Cracking year. <laughs> yeah, Keith was born. Mark? Uh, 1908. And we've got 19. What you've put about four answers down there, Keith. Which one do you want me to take? Well, I put 19. That's not how you do quizzes. Oh, no you one tenable. Just keep giving answers until Here's you get it right. Top 10. I did 1912 was my first answer, and then I did changed it to 1902. But I'll take my first answer. <laughs> You're going back to 1912. Ian knows this one, I could tell by the smile on his face. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I do ref this one, Mark. <laughs> Ian's gone 1922. Well, Mark smashed it again. It's 1908. Absolutely spot on. Oh, well done. Oh, it's on nine season, isn't it? It's what? The 08 or 09 season. I don't remember it myself, but it's. Uh, it, I, I, you know what? I checked back <laughs> on that, that question about Florida and, and what year they started flying out. It was 1914. So this would have been they would have taught, they would have come over by boat then, wouldn't they? For the nineteen oh eight season. Yeah. Far yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. It took them a oh. few weeks, eh? Yeah. Well, you yeah. might do well on the next question then, if you know a little bit about the tour, because it, it it's uh, following on from that. How many games did they play on the tour? Oh, 
Wow, they did like club level at that thing as well, didn't they? So well, if you're spending six months coming over on the boat, you'd probably want to play more yeah. than just three tests. So Ian's gone right for Britain. twelve. Are we talking Europe or just in Great Britain? On that tour. Yeah, just that on, tour. On the whole tour. The whole tour. Nothing but the tour. So Nick, what have you gone for? I'm going to go for 14. You've gone for 14? Yeah. It's my lucky number, that's the only reason. <laughs> Keith, what have you, is that your answer, 19, 12? No, 12. Or was that your last question? 12, I put. You've gone for 12? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark? 18. 18. Come on, James. You're back in the game here. I'll go 18. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll go, I'll go. Back in a winner there. He's back in a winner. Odds on favourite. Two to one. Down. <laughs> 20. 20 was the first time they came to me. 21. Yeah, I'm going to take 21 before you change your mind. Because it was in fact 45. Wow. Mm. Game, isn't it? 45. It's more than a full season. Well, they must have played like every every club and plus France and, and all them as well. I think... Didn't they used to play a lot of representative teams as well? And yeah, other, Lancashire other teams and Yorkshire and, and yeah, Cumbria. I would imagine. That yeah. just sounds like they had kickabouts on the services on the way up, doesn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> just jumped off the courts. Come on, lads. It sounds like a Saturday afternoon of at Park when you're kids, isn't it? It does, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, you're you're crossing training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tick and passing training was counted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think there was only three tests out of that lot. But you've smashed it, James. Absolutely smashed it. Showing these up. <laughs> Got that one right. I think you're favouring your neighbour here, Dave. <laughs> and that was, in fact, a bonus question. You get five extra <laughs> hours for that. Well, I didn't tell anyone before that. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Sorry, James. I can't, I can't manage that. Now, the next one will be fun. Who played the most games, Gareth Ellis or Adrian Morley? In that uh, test period, in 1912, 08. Ian, who did you send off most? <laughs> uh, oh, Moz by a long way. I was, was going to say, is it, is it time on the yeah. pitch? Or... Yeah. yeah. Oh, that must have been banned ball and gas. Um, I forgot to write the answer down. I'm going to have to, uh, as we chat, I'm going to Wikipedia it. You lot can't Wikipedia, that'd be cheating. <laughs> And, and now we'll have an interlude with some soothing music. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, leave can... this in. I'll just play some awkward shopping channel music. <laughs> I'll have a bonus question. How many referees have referees Super League? Oh, Ooh, good shout. Um, Properly. 16. Who else is going? 17. 18. <laughs> <laughs> How many? 22. 42. No, 22. 22. Nick? 21, I said, yeah. 53. Wow. Because you got like Bill, Bill Arrigan refereed one game when he came over, Steve Clark refereed one game, Tim Mander refereed one game, you know, from from 96. You know, there was quite a lot of, of people. Uh, Leon Williamson from New Zealand, he refereed one game in Super League when they were getting him ready for a a test match. So there's quite a lot who only refereed one game. So right. there's 53 people, referees have refereed 
Super League in some in some guys or another. So I only wow. managed two hundred eighty-two. Two hundred eighty-two. Yeah. Nice. Didn't quite get. Didn't quite get, get to the three hundred. <laughs> How many did you send off, Ian? Uh, I don't know actually. No, uh, <laughs> I sent off Lee Radford in my last ever game <laughs> for punching Ryan Bailey. So, oh, yeah. uh, but what I didn't see were Ryan Bailey elbowed Lee. So that was. Uh, it would have been two in that game if I'd have, if I'd have seen the other. <laughs> if it's a symbol yeah. incident. Yeah. 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 Well, that was your last game, that one, was it? Referee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you spoken to Radders since? Uh, yeah, I will have done. I, I don't think, you know, I ever told him that was the reason why I packed in. Well, the, reason why, the reason why I packed in because the police couldn't get me away from ground but <laughs> safely that's why I packed in and if you're interested in that story <laughs> I'll put that in the description as well because we've done a show with him where yeah. he tells us that story uh, wow. I remember the game as a referee was my last one and that just ties in with uh, this foul play Not, I had a video ref it was Hull versus Leeds in September 2010 if you want to get the footage the footage is uh, on YouTube and Nine minutes into this game, Lee Radford stands up at the tackle and banjos uh, Ryan Bailey. Yeah. Stands up, cuffs him, blood pouring down his face. So it was a little bit of a melee. Uh, even though I had a video ref, the video ref then couldn't give me any input on foul play. So I get my touch judges on. I said, right, I've seen Lee Radford. Punch Ryan Bailey. Be anything to add? No. So I send sends him off. So I'm given a penalty signal. And they're showing a replay on the big screen. And what it showed was Ryan Bailey, the bugger, just before Lee had stood up and punched him. He'd elbowed him on the f- in the face on the floor. But I've got several it. players in my line of sight. You just didn't see that. it. Yeah. Didn't see it. Just an absolute genuine mistake. There was a really big crowd because it was the end of season game. And uh, so they now show the whole replay on the big screen. So can you imagine what 15,000 Hull fans are now saying at the rest of the game? For 71 minutes. And yeah. Lee scored two late tries and won the game. So... Uh, as the final whistle goes, my God, the level of abuse. And and it was a police game, and the police could not guarantee me safe passage to my car. Really? really? You talk about loneliness, you talk about yeah. vulnerability, you talk about the emotional state of a referee. They had to bring my car into the stadium. I had to send, give a policeman my car key, brought it into the stadium, and, and they had to take me through an internal corridor to get me safely away from the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> It was a referee to seven Wigan Saints derbies on the bounce, and Stuart Cummins kept saying to me, I'll give you the next one, and you'll keep doing them until you get it right. So, <laughs> seven on the bounce. Wow. Anyway, carry on, carry on. You must have some nicer stories, are we? I mean, you must have some games where you didn't send people off. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I only sent two or three off. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think I sent off Brendan Tutor. Uh, Featherstone, if anybody remembers Brendan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. word. Yeah. He, uh, I, I find to death just uh, walking past him. He had, he had this face, this look, and he. Intimidating. Absolutely. Yeah. So I wouldn't have liked to have played against him. But uh, yeah, he yeah. was a, a bit of an animal. But some oh, Moz, players. Moz definitely didn't play as many as Gareth Ellis because of the amount of time he were, he were either injured or. Or suspended, okay. <laughs> in my opinion. That's interesting. So we've got Ian and Keith are going for um, Ellis, Gareth Ellis. Nick, who are you going for? Oh, I'm just going to book the trend and go for Morley then. Morley? Mark? Yeah, Gaz Ellis for me. James? Yeah, same here, Gaz. Gaz? It was Gaz, but not by as many as you'd think. 
Gareth Ellis played 519 games. Adrian Morley, 488 games. It's a lot closer than I thought. Uh-huh. A lot closer. But he, he played for a long time, Adrian Morley, didn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. he did some stint at Bradford, I think, Mark. Am I right in saying that? No, no, I did. Yeah, I did a stint there, yeah. Yeah. Did... Um, <clears throat> Do you know how many games he played when he came over? But I think it wasn't so many, I don't think, was it? No, it was It was on the back of the uh, Australian season, finishing once it, and he came over the back end of the season there and playing in the grand final. Um, yeah. And, and Andy Lynch missed out that year playing in the grand final when Moss was up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think it was an handful of games. But, I mean, it's always tough on the players who miss out. You know, they've, they've played all season. They've, as they see it, they've earned the right to get that spot. And uh, But you bring over... Such a class player who has that experience like Adrian Morley, who you think could get you over the line in the grand final. It's a tough decision for a coach. It's not one, uh, I guess, that's easy to make. And you may be finding that out now, Mark, are you? When, when you've got players who are playing equally well and you've got to pick one of them, how, how do you make that decision? Yeah, well, I, I've always said that, that coaches name teams, players pick them by the way they, you know, they conduct themselves and the way they're playing and the way they train and things like that. But as you say, when you get into grand final status and you've got somebody of Moz's calibre, uh, you know, that's that's there to be used, then I don't think there's many people would leave a, a fit Adrian Morley on the sidelines. But uh, yeah, it's always it's always tough on the on the bloke that's got to miss out, isn't it? Yeah. To be yeah. fair, Andy Lynch was no ducky either, though, were he? No, he was a very good player, Ian, wasn't he? Yeah, he very was. Absolutely. I think he was massively underrated as a player. To be mm. Even yeah. before the kid to Bradford, he was he was outstanding for Castleford once. He was. A player's player, I think, you know, really respected by his peers, that type of player, but may, possibly not as much by by fans week in, week out, but the players see what those uh, uh, those tough forwards, uh, the work that they do for the rest of the team. And so I, I'll probably put you on the spot a little bit here, Matt. How do you approach those conversations with players? It can't be easy sometimes, some of those conversations. No, they're not easy, mate, but you've just got to be honest, haven't you? You know, I think I think any conversation that you have, you know, around that sort of thing has got to be based on honesty and, and be up front with the guys. And, you know, they're certainly not going to like it, but I, I think if they know that you're being honest and you're giving them your opinion on how you see it, then, um, you know, they, they, they can cop it on the chin. Whereas if you if you start going down other avenues and, and start to make, you know, poor excuses and things like that, then I think it makes it worse. So, you know... Yeah. Don't go with go with what your thoughts are and your gut instinct, but you've got to uh, you've, you've got to treat people with respect and, and honesty as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's I think it's human nature. It's tempting to soften the blow a little bit by by maybe giving a couple of excuses or trying to find a way around it. But in the long term, that, that doesn't build the the trust between the the team. Then, so yeah, I think you're right. Sometimes you just gotta. Suck it up and, and have that conversation. What was it like uh, coaching James here? I've done a bit of work with him in the garden. He's coming on a bit. He's uh, done a bit of passing over the fence. <laughs> and the ball's a bit flat, so we've got to work hard to get it over the fence. But yeah. you need to do some kicking with him as well now as a halfback. <laughs> right, okay. Tomorrow morning, James. Yeah, do some kicking in the garden. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Life and rugby league is all about opinions, isn't it? And you know, um, just going back on, on the last subject, all six of us on this screen will have a different opinion on a player, uh, you know, and, and a different opinion on what you want your mm. team to look like and, and what player will contribute to that team. So it's about opinions, but yeah, you know, working with Belly and in the Scotland squad, and you know, he came in and, and played the first, first couple of games at Lewis Forward, and 
Uh, we picked some injuries up and we had an idea and crashed uh, <laughs> up with it. And, uh, and <laughs> the there's now an international halfback. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let, let, let me throw that question to James and how was it going from loose forward to to, to a halfback, James? Yeah, I was all right. Um, I've played halfback before in the past um, and um, it's, it kind of feels natural to me. I kind, I kind of ball play in the middle anyway and I think Dunners and Grass saw that so it was probably an easy transition. Um, not for me, but also the team too because I played with a few of those boys too, Halliwell and and the boys like that, so yeah, it was pretty crazy. I won't tell you what I said, Keith, when we told him because you'd have to edit it out. No, it's fine. Right. <laughs> it's all right. It's fine. We've had Keith Pollard on, and it took me an hour and a, an hour and a half to, to cut it. What all his swear words out? But we, 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 we're all right. We have an age restriction. We say this is not for kids. So yeah, it was uh, it was all good fun, mate. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do some kicking practice then tomorrow, James. First thing in the morning, about half eleven, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah. get him over, we'll get him over Ecky Field. We'll have a game of gaining, and then we'll, we'll do a bit of grubber kicking, and we'll be yeah. on. Well, try and kick it over them bushes that we've not trimmed for the last three years. You do well <laughs> get him over that into my garden. <laughs> well, you have to keep your bush trimmed. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I'll get Don't talk about Nicola like that, Dave. <laughs> I will be in trouble. You definitely got to edit that out. <laughs> you know it's staying in now, don't you? Getting complacent, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on with the quiz then now. We've only got a few more questions left. So this next one, who scored the most tries? Ellery Hanley or Billy Boston? Oof. And I was, oh, I'm not going to give you any clues. I put my answer, but given who you've put in the, the other side of that question, makes me think there's a reason. But I've gone with my answer anyway. Okay, so we've got answering from Keith and Ian. Nick, do you have your answer? I've gone BB. Okay, Mark. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go Billy Boston as well. I, I just think there's a curveball from you there, Dave. <laughs> James? Yeah, I'm going to go Billy Boston. I don't know either of the two, sorry, but uh, yeah, Billy Boston seems... He's got a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> cool player. And cool, you know, absolute gent as well. We, we were lucky enough to uh, be invited to watch a game at Saints uh, when we were at Nosey Road, myself and Keith, and uh, we were sat in the old pavilion. Um, on, on a couple of seats and there were three seats there and the third one was Billy Boston we were like pinching ourselves we watched the Saints Wigan Derby in the pavilion at Nosey Road chatting with Billy Boston the whole way through and what an absolute gentleman just the nicest guy you could ever meet uh, and you know so full of praise for the game and uh, people were asking him about the match and, and I never forget his sort of philosophy and I think uh we share that now is he said, I don't care who wins, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to watch, I'm made to enjoy it, and I just want to watch mm. a great game of rugby league. And I like that philosophy, you know, it, it was great from a, a player. Well, you're all right, it is Billy Boston, but the reason I, I raised that is I was really surprised how many tries Ellery Hanley scored in his career. It was absolutely prolific, particularly for Leeds. He, he scored 396 tries uh, as a forward, he spent a lot of time injured. Billy Boston, a famous winger, was 4 8 3. 
So it's about, you know, I think that's less than 90, is it? More. And you'd think someone with such a long, successful career like Billy Boston as a winger would have, particularly back in the day when the wingers scored all the tries, um, would have absolutely smashed, I think, Ellery Anley. But no, it's uh, astonishing, really, how many tries Ellery got as a, a forward and uh, what an incredible player he was as a as a footballer. Did you watch much of him, James, when you were younger, Ellery Anley? No, unfortunately. Um, is he an English player? I mean, he's a legend. He yeah, is, incredible. He's, he's probably one of the greatest players we've ever produced. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you ever get a chance to watch some, go on YouTube and type in Ellery Anley and just watch him. He, he's yeah. just phenomenal. Pace, power, strength, sidestep, brain, Tough. you name it, attitude. Oh, yeah. And I bet he could give a right hook as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 he played for Balmain Tigers as well and there was a highlight clip where he, he's, he's up taking the ball and somebody comes in, torpedoes him basically and he ends up the other side of the trial and he just gets up. Like most people just <laughs> wouldn't have got up from that tackle and he just got up and carried on. You're like... He scored a famous try for Bradford because he came through the ranks at Bradford. Uh, do you remember that? You know, the try I'm on about, Mark, where he picks it up on his own line. Yeah, I do. It was at Edinley, wasn't it? Was it at Edinley that It one? was, yeah. I think he yeah. scored a really, a really, really special try at Edinley where he went down the uh, down the touchline there in front of the main stand. Um, yeah, was, He's handing them all off, isn't he? They're all trying yeah, to get to him. Yeah. Just yeah. handing them off, one after another, one after another. Yeah, early awesome. 90s, maybe, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, was an outstanding player and I agree with Ian probably one of the best we've ever produced in this yeah. Uh, in country yeah highly respected in, in Australia and that try for Bradford was just incredible you're right that left arm fend as he, he runs out down the right I hand I think at the time he was playing in the centre as well uh, and yeah time, he was he was, he was a centre early days and, yeah he played a bit of full back and a bit of centre and then found himself being a uh, a ball handling loose forward and a very very good one as well I think it was so good. You just had to have him in the middle in the mix somehow. You, you know, he, he could have probably played every position equally as well, but someone that good. And, uh, uh, yeah, to represent uh, uh, his country as well as he did, he, he won everything at Wigan. Uh, they had a great team at the time, but he won absolutely everything at, at Wigan. And then a lot of people thought his career was over. He had a lot of injuries and he went to Leeds. And when you look at the stats, it's astonishing how successful and how many games he played for Leeds. In my memory, I just picture him really as a young kid at Bradford and then being exceptional at, at Wigan. Um, less so about his time at Leeds, but no, it, it surprised me a little bit that uh, they did that. So yeah, a bit of homework for you there, James. So you've got to do uh, Ellery Hanley on YouTube and then some kicking yeah. practice and then... <laughs> then we'll have a chat after that and I'll send the report into and Mark how you're getting on. And look, look, look through the Dockhouse footage. We've done a couple of specials on Billy Boston. So I'll tell yeah. you all about him. No, we'll do. We'll do yeah, for we sure. did special I, feel, I feel quite embarrassed actually not knowing too much about the English game. I really do need to educate myself. Well, you're a lot younger than us, James. So we'll, we'll let you we'll off that. You. you grew up <laughs> in a different country. So it's fair that you may not know too much about it. But hopefully we're helping... Uh, Raise a profile of some of these former players. Yeah. Fantastic athletes. So, yeah, yeah, please do check some of them out. And, uh, yeah, for um, sure. You come back on next time and tell us all about what you've watched. Yeah, learn a thing or two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think everyone got scored score the points on that, didn't they? So, I'm like, should they have a tot up? Because we've got, we've got two questions left, um, two sort of left field questions. 
This is a, an odd one. Uh, if you dug a hole through the centre of the earth, starting from Wellington in New Zealand. So you, do you know Wellington well, James? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been there? Have you spent time yes. in Wellington? Yes, I've been to Wellington a few times. Have you ever dug a hole all the way through the earth <laughs> to Europe? Does that really help you answer this question? Which country would you end up in? Jeez. This is a trick question because you'd burn out halfway through, is my answer. <laughs> halfway through is your answer. No, yeah, you'd burn out. The, the, the core of the earth would just like crumble you. Okay, so if you. Depends on getting tools from Selco, Keith, you know what I mean? As well. Yeah, yeah, just get a new spade from Selco. We've yeah, got a third card. Sorry. It's where the trade goes, and I can dig it faster than you can lace up your boots. <laughs> um, right. Oh. Ian's is interesting, yeah. Ian sent one in. Didn't do it with a capital F, so I hope I don't get deducted if I'm right. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. You've gone for Italy, okay. So Italy, Finland, Halifax. You've actually gone for the town. (laughs) (laughs) You pinpointed it that that well that you've gone for Halifax. We're gone Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's what he'll have done. Yeah, it's Halifax in the valley. You, you know, you're quite you're, you're halfway there if it's a valley. Yeah. Shea, is it? Yeah, in the deck um, down the bottom end. Yeah, James, what would you go for? Not too sure. Maybe Spain. Okay, Mark. Uh, I'm going to go France. France. Well, some really good answers, but you never believe this. James has smashed it again. It's Spain. Because he's been to Wellington, you see. If we'd all been to Wellington, we would know north northeasterly, which way was underneath us. Did that come up in school when he was in back home, James? Is that one of the questions? (laughs) (laughs) So the final question then, and then you can all be put out of your misery. Um it's it's a hot topic, this one. How long does it take? To cook a soft boiled egg. <laughs> he just needs backup, right? We had this on the Christmas quiz and he didn't like my answer. So he just keeps asking everybody till he gets his own consensus of answers in and around what David said. Well, well my answer's correct. That's the difference between mine and Keith's. But I'll, I'll let you guys uh, tell me how long you would cook. If you wanted a soft-boiled egg, I'm allergic to eggs, so I'm at a disadvantage again. Yeah, I don't um, play rugby league. I, I'm work- There's been no homeless <laughs> questions. Come on, it's got a point, Dave. It's got a point. You're gonna have to find a, a homeless <laughs> question now. And true, then my true. answer will be correct. <laughs> Clearly, because I, I don't eat eggs, I don't like them. Keith thinks it's between five and seven, but he's wrong. And he, he might be down right. on his own. I'm right. I said four minutes in his quiz, and he didn't give me the points. And I think that uh, I'm not bitter well, over I, it. I, I, was, I was plugging my headphones into my actual um, thing there, so I lost you audio-wise for a minute. So where was we at? What did we say? We we said, Keith, that um, your guess of between five to seven is that, in fact, incorrect. It's four minutes. The correct answer is... Four minutes. Did anybody else say five to seven minutes? I'd say three. I'd like to dispute because mine would be soft at three minutes. No, not edible. Yeah. To be fair. 
You can eat them raw. So if you can eat them raw, you can eat them after three minutes, surely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Nick. Nick, I'm with you. You know, the yeah. shit's for a week, lad. <laughs> but Matty can still eat it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say the after. <laughs> didn't say the aftershock. <laughs> yeah, well, we were really accurate early in five minutes and 15 seconds, but I, I have a lot of boiling. Yeah, but what you do is you get your water boiling before you put your egg in. So it's absolutely bubbling. Put your egg in your and egg five in. minutes, 15 seconds, put it out, put in a little bit of cold water. Okay. Um, so it, it doesn't boil it anymore. Then just yeah. take the top off, cut your toast up into little soldiers and dab it in. And the middle why, is why, still why soft. Why you top off? Hmm? Why do you have to take your top off? No, no you, you cut the top off. <laughs> See, cut but the top I off. Be, I said between perfect. five... Yeah. So between five the water's and got to be minutes. boiling, but it used yeah. to be three minutes, but from cold. Yeah. So you put cold water, put the egg in, and as it was boiling up, then it was three minutes from when it started to bubble. But now get your water boiling, put it in, and it's five minutes, 15 seconds. So but five so, minutes, 30, it will be too much. Right. So just so be if, careful. If, if I gave you a quiz question, Ian, and I said, and the answer was between five and seven minutes, and I gave you the points for that, because it is between five and seven minutes, yeah. would, would you accept that as a right answer? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is right. It is right. I have at least one boiled egg a week just like that, and I've nailed it. Even my girlfriend knows I'm, I'm the boiled egg bum. You're the boiled egg bum. I think that's what she calls me. Does she time you, Ian, when you're uh, boiling the egg? Is that how your girlfriend knows you're spot on? Like five minutes <laughs> Yeah, minutes. she knows after down. five minutes it's soft. Yeah. Are we, are we still on eggs now, or are you going to edit that bit out? So I've um, I've given the points to Nick at three minutes. I think he's the, uh, the closest one to the accurate answer, which is four. I'd take on your explanation. It's a travesty, Dave. It's a travesty. It's a good explanation, Ian. Or to appeal to the match review panel. Another four minutes. Yeah, yeah, they'll add another four minutes. <laughs> frivolous. It was a frivolous appeal. It's now nine minutes to boil your egg. <laughs> yeah, the RFL well, panel have agreed. Unless you boil them in it, if you boil them at stains, then it'll be rescinded and it will be three minutes. That's it, yeah. Yeah, you get an extra egg. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I've I've got a feeling this debate may continue, but it's definitely four minutes. Your your egg will be slightly harder than it needs to be, Ian, at five minutes 15. So you went, well, after now, see, it's educational as well. You revise how you cut your eggs now. You'll do one at four minutes. So I've totted up the scores whilst you were debating uh, that answer. And we've got, it's quite close, actually. There's... um, Sorry, James, you've, you've just missed out there. You've got four marks. Well, to my but guys, guys, we're only one mark ahead here. We've got Keith, Nick and Ian all tied on five marks. And Mark, you've absolutely smashed it. Eight marks. Well done. Well done, Mark. You've won the quiz. 2023. Danners. All right, when you got the answer. You've won a boiled egg from Dave Pye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've won, you've won salmonella. <laughs> I wouldn't risk eating it. No, yeah. I'll post it over to Bradford. And, and the, the, the 2023 can't cook, won't cook from Ian Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you're right. Well, I'd like to thank all our guests. You know, the Dockhouse Rugby Show is heading into its third official season. 
Um, and, you know, we've got lots of great stuff planned and, and lots of good content to come. So for everybody that has helped us out and, you know, a lot of the guests are here today as well, who've been on and supported us and supported the show, from from me and Dave, you know, thank thank you very much. Every guest, and you know, we we love to hear your stories. We love to hear your opinions. We we're grateful of the time that you give to us to to come on and, and have a chat Definitely, and yeah. tell your stories or just give us some insight into the world of rugby league that we don't always see. And that's a lot of time. That's some of the things that we look for and that we like because everybody loves it. But everybody also wants to know, you know, what happens off the pitch. You know, all the other little bits sometimes as well or the mentality or the theory that goes into it. I'm very grateful for you guys giving up your personal time to come along. Really genuinely hope you've uh, enjoyed it and had a bit of fun whilst we're doing it. And and hopefully in our small way, it helps promote the game a little bit and people uh, enjoy it. So, yeah, once again, thank you very much and a very successful 2023 to you all. Don't forget, after tonight's show, leave your views in our comments section. We'd love to hear from you. The Dockhouse Rugby Show is proud to support the Teardrops Homeless Charity. Teardrops, supporting your community.